Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Justin. And this is Amaze Balls. Someone's following me. I think they're filming everything that I do. Did you see a bellhop with a giant camera? Yeah, at like every corner. Were the, was there people like following you changing costumes constantly? Right, the same two people like in different costumes. Like I wouldn't notice it was them. Did you push the big red do not push button? Oh my god, yes! Yeah, that was me. Like was all of that. What? I was trying to get more hits on the YouTube channel. Well, did it work? No. Turns out people didn't want to watch you jerk it all day. So this week's episode is pretty amazing, I'd say. Oh yeah, very. It's from start to finish. Usually, it's like kind of normal, and then it builds up to something amazing. This one, this continually. one, boom, right from the get go. Have you ever seen that horror movie, Unborn or The Unborn? No, never heard of it. It's the same kind of concept, but full movie length. It's a mm-hmm. horror movie where every fucking scene is a, a fright, and uh-huh. it's not that great of a movie, but it's worth watching. Because of that. It's the only movie I've ever seen like that. Interesting. And, uh... It's funny that you say that this was, like, a movie, because this literally was an adaptation of a, of a short film. Yeah? By the same director. Oh, nice. Yeah. The guy who directed this... He directed he Death did. Race 3000. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Paul Bartel. Okay. And he directed and wrote a movie, a short film in 1967 called Secret Cinema. Directly, uh... Referenced in this episode. Yeah, this episode is called Secret Cinema. It's I'd the like exact to see same that. thing as an episode. I'd like to see that it. if it. He's also the, the guy. The he's also the guy who played the psychiatrist in the episode. Oh, so it may be the same story. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Yeah, it, it, it is. Well, I haven't been able to find that on YouTube yet, but I'll keep I read looking. the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, and it's basically the same thing. It's probably oh. a bit different. But okay, so he plays Shrink, uh, Doctor Shrek. Doctor. Shrek. And he's got this great office. It's oh, wood paneled, giant red curtains. And we first see... His office was off the chain. Yeah. It was all wood. It was beautiful. Oh, it was <laughs> huge, too. Uh, it was, like, bigger than your apartment. Yeah. His office. Well, vaulted ceilings, <laughs> like that sort of thing. Yeah. Of course. So, we meet our protagonist there. She's lying on the sofa. Wait, wait, wait. What, you want to keep talking about this office? Yeah. (laughs) He also, because it's so weird. Like, the thing about this episode is all the weird little things that are happening. There is a lot of uh, Easter eggs. In his office, while she's, like, talking to him like he's a psychiatrist, in, like, framed throughout the entire shot is this giant poster of some horror movie that... It looked like the guy started. Well, not just one. There were several. Yeah. And that was kind of our first clue that things were going a little off. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are there poster, movie posters in the psychiatrist? I'm like, wait. I it looks like him. I just assumed he was the psychiatrist for the stars. Okay. This was a Hollywood episode. And we were getting like a behind the scenes and she was like going in for some sort of psychiatry, mental health issue. See, but you were going like she knew she was a star from the get go. Like no, I didn't think star. that. No. Then why would she be at the psychiatrist for the stars? Maybe she's just rich and lives in Hollywood. <laughs> or L.A. I don't know. But what is her problem? She actually seems to know more about medicine than him because she quotes a symptom and he's like, no, no. It's your well, appearance. Yeah. 
<laughs> you gotta change your hair, you gotta change your clothes, your makeup, your makeup. That's where all your problems are stemming from. And I'm just like, and she's, wow. And she's just like, well, don't you think it's like deeper emotionally? And he's like, oh, you wish. <laughs> Emotional issues are so easy to fix. It's much, much harder to change our physical appearance. And that's something about this episode. I didn't know if she was legit nuts. Oh, uh, yeah. That's kind of what we were going back and forth on what we think was actually happening. Mm-hmm. This and one of one me. of like the ones we both deferred on was she might just be crazy. Yeah, because it wasn't fitting any sort of patterns. <laughs> it really reminded me of the Michael Douglas movie The Game, in which it's his surprise birthday party by Sean Penn, I think. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he goes to this place, signs up, they put him through a whole bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the movie. I've I don't want to spoil it. It's it's a good one. Yeah. See, so you say that, and I see the vibe. Like, I get where you're coming from with that, but to me it felt more like a Truman Show. Okay, but I saw it as like temporary insanity caused by everybody around her. Well, of... it, was, it was more of like a temporary Truman Show. Instead of like her whole life, it was just like this one segment. Oh, like, what was that movie it's from kind the of... early 2000s? Ted TV? Yeah, something like where that. Where they were trying to catch on to the bandwagon of the Truman Show? Yeah, right. And it was just kind of like they picked this girl arbitrarily and they start filming her and releasing her well we do get giving that. her really terrible advice but first not only do they like it's it, the whole thing is kind of like supernatural mm-hmm. or not really supernatural surreal because she does not act like a normal person no. like she's super dramatic and like i get that they're like controlling everything like all of her surroundings mm-hmm. like they're all manipulating that but her reactions are insane and that's that, not how a normal person acts <laughs> that's why she's in therapy yeah <laughs> but we get this great flashback to when her fiance earlier today broke up with her and it's this elaborate setup in his apartment where he's got a hidden control system with buttons in the chair so when she touches things he makes it look like she's super clumsy and breaking the room apart. And the look on his face the entire time he's doing it, he just, like, he's so into doing, like, like fucking with this chick. He's just, like, grinning to himself, and he flips the switch. He's, like, chuckling when she's not looking. At this point in the episode, I kind of liked him. I was like, oh, he's just <laughs> messing with her. He didn't really break up with her. It's all for this movie. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the episode, when you find out he's just a plant, that's fucking shitty. Yeah. Like, what they did. And I know she... She like, fell in love with... An actor. An actor. Who knows how long this was going for. Right? But we're in the apartment, and we have this great scene where she breaks the chair, she breaks the table, just by touching him. Yeah, and, and he's flipping the switches. She goes to the fridge. No person like, would be like, oh, me putting this glass down on a table is going <laughs> to cause it to collapse and think that, oh, something's fishy here. My favorite. What are you snickering at over there? My you favorite <laughs> was the fridge. Yeah. Because she goes up, he's like, watch Whips out. It off, like, the whole... It's kind of full. Yeah. Tears it off, super strength. <laughs> but then, mountains of food, like full turkeys, greens, potatoes, just rain out and cover. But the end is, the climax, the climax is a cream pie to the face. <laughs> yeah. One of, uh, first of several cream pies to the face that this chick gets. Very, like, three stooges mixed with surrealism. Oh, and did you notice there was a laugh track? You know, Underneath all of this, there was a small laugh track. Well, I didn't know if that was for the time or if it was happening in the show, because she references hearing music later. Yeah, whenever she goes to confront 
her psychiatrist gives her the advice that she needs uh, a dramatic confrontation in her life. And that she well, that, well, that's the end. Let's not get to that yet. <laughs> because there's so many weird costumes. Oh my god. So, the to me, what was crazy about this episode, like, she's placed in these impossible, wonky situations, and her reaction to them were, like, more baffling than the situations themselves. I think we can write that off to her needing therapy. Like, <laughs> it, she never said anxiety or anything, really. She said some long disorder that I didn't catch. I, yeah. I should go back and look that up, if it, see if it's real. Um, but we get this kind of boring, lackadaisical scene with her mom and lunch. And her mom's the typical, why aren't you making anything of your life? You just meet me once a week. Is it so hard to be on time? She wasn't like that, though. She was She was like that, like, oh, is it so hard for you to be on At time? First. And stuff like that. But she was, like, proud that she was in these movies. The mom thought that she was in on it. And the... the the, the daughter wasn't even fucking listening to what the mom was saying. Because it's been less than a week. <laughs> like Her mom was like, oh yeah, I'm seeing you in these secret movies. Like, I can't, I tell everyone I see that you're on, uh, that's my daughter up there on those screens. And okay. she's like not even paying attention that her mom's telling her all this stuff. So this brings up <laughs> the question. This probably wasn't the first movie. No. Because her mom had a ticket stub. Um... And the movie we see is, like, Breaking Up is Hard to Do or something? Fun to do. Fun to do. Okay. So we probably had a movie before this about them... The meeting? Well, meeting, falling in love. It was oh, probably, yeah. like, fall violins were oh, playing in the God. park. Like, she had a great time, I bet, leading up to this yeah, because it was and, so cinematic. And she, like, never realized that, like, normal people don't just have music she might pop have, into their room. Like, <laughs> she might have some severe disorders. Yeah. She may have face blindness, for one. Because or those were actually just two two people fucking with her. No, she doesn't recognize them a couple times. That's true. She's completely false for every single one of their ridiculous disguises. So getting back to the mom, she pulls out a ton of headshots. And they're like glamour photos. You'd think the daughter would remember taking them. Maybe they were like senior pictures blown up. But you got to sit for something like that. That's not a guy on the street. They didn't right? Photoshop. There were backgrounds to them. That's her, that's like her employee badge to whatever job she does. Oh, that could if be. she even has a job. We don't even know if she has a job. We don't know anything about who she is or what she does. That's true. They could set her up very easily at the DMV and be like, oh, we have complimentary hair and makeup. <laughs> like, oh, they've been messing with her for a long time. And she's like, I'm going crazy. I need some help. <laughs> It's weird. Okay, so... It's really weird. Her mom like, is flipping a profit. Yeah, she's selling these headshots. And that's pretty shitty. Mm -hmm. Her mom thinks she's in on it, of course. She's not, It's like, not that shitty, though. I don't not, think. She hasn't been, like, buy me a car or a house. She's, no, just, she's just selling just like, headshots. Yeah. Oh, or giving well, them to she, her friends. Yeah, was she even selling them? She's just like, no, I want to give them Yes, she's selling. There were, like, 25. Maybe. This, Maybe. I know this was pre-eBay, but she's on a corner by, like, the Chinese theater selling headshots <laughs> during the day. <laughs> and counterfeit handbags. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so after this lunch, she gets made up by the nurse who comes to her. Oh, okay, she, wait, we got to get to the nurse and the psychiatrist. Yeah. Throughout this episode... These two people show up. They're, like, the only people she interacts with mm -hmm. are these two people in, like, different ridiculous disguises. And her boyfriend, Dick. 
That's like the only people that she actually interacts with. Okay, so before the lunch scene, we got our first taste of like a weird title card. Mm-hmm. It's like from Silent Movie Days. There was one other... Like a time skip. Yeah, and it well, it was a very short time skip because it was from the morning appointment to lunch. Yeah. The next one is several weeks later, and that's what the title card said? Yeah, whenever she, that was the one where she like... Uh, got consoled by, like, a six-year-old kid and, like, laid her head down on This is a period piece. Super creepily. This is a period piece. <laughs> this is in Silent Movie Days. Okay. Because at the end, it, we pan out and see her on the screen, and it's silent and black and white. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. That is really weird, because we're seeing it all in color. Mm-hmm. So do you think a lot of things just didn't put her off to it because maybe she hadn't had any reference, like, to sci-fi? No, it wasn't black and white, and, like, it, it at least had sound. No. Because they had music playing whenever she shot her boyfriend. You're right. Maybe that was just to add mood to her life, but I'm pretty sure it was silent. That bellhop... Sound came before color. Yeah. The, it could be in that The time. bellhop had that huge camera, too, with, like, the 40 millimeter lens. Yeah. Yeah, this I never I didn't realize it didn't click till now that this is totally a Hollywood period piece. Mm-hmm. This was before color, so that makes me think that she didn't wasn't aware of lo- a lot of high sci fi fantasy concepts. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she would have caught on as quick. <laughs> I think Maybe. she was like a small town Midwest girl who yeah. moved to Hollywood, and then they just immediately they're like, "Ooh, this girl's perfect." She for this. thought Hollywood was just fucking weird. weird. Yeah, <laughs> that solves it. That's why she really didn't question. <laughs> But what it doesn't solve is why the nurse is dressed like Prince at this restaurant. Oh, well, because the nurse, they all wear ridiculous. They get more ridiculous as the movie goes on. She's really pushing the turkey for some reason. Yeah, she gets super mad. There's no reason to it. But the mom suggests she has, like, a mousse for dessert. She's like, we don't have that. A pie falls. We only have one dessert. The ceiling and hits her in the face. Yeah, like it was just hanging up there. Or they had a boom mic (laughs) operator balancing it really carefully to drop it. (laughs) He got a raise. Or they can summon magic pies. That was great timing. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We do get a behind the scenes look at the boss of these. uh, We're gonna call him doctor and nurse because. That's what she refers to him as. Yeah, the Dr. Shrek and Nurse. We saw their boss, and it's this uh, big cigar smoking stereotypical director. Yeah, and they are talking about how they want this show to keep going, and he's like, no, I need a dramatic ending. Yeah, because they didn't have television. End it now. End it now and end it quick. Yep, they didn't have television. Yeah. They needed to put it in theaters. Right. But they, they flip it fast, because mm-hmm. she finds this big red button in the alley <laughs> he, after getting made up. He's a... Sh- like, chubby, short, fat dude in smoking like a, a cigar. Suit, smoking a cigar. And he, like, climbs up onto his desk, but is, like, not standing up on it, but, like, on his knees on it. Yep. And, like, yelling in their face. I'm like, he, this, this guy just crawled up onto his desk to yell at them. <laughs> what the fuck? So we're in, a, we're in a motel room, and the nurse is now making her pretty, quote-unquote. Yeah, making her... Oh, this nurse? Yeah. Featured in our other podcast... Quick self plug here. Uh, uh, have you seen have Terror you seen Vision? The first episode, Terror Vision, which you can find on YouTube. This nurse plays the mom in that. God, I love movie. that movie. Yeah, she's also in Chopping Mall. And this oh, episode, they all came out the same year. Yeah. Terror Vision, Chopping Mall, and this episode of Amazing Stories, like nineteen eighty six. Yep. Yeah, and she's been in like over a hundred movies. So she's been getting her hair teased huge. She looks like Raggedy Ann. 
No, she looks like the daughter from Terror Vision. <laughs> Her hair looked like a snow cone. <laughs> except, right, it looked like that except for one color instead mm-hmm. of all different colors. She's got on, uh, like, really bright stockings, the tiny yeah. skirt. She, it's just all mismatched. Oh, yeah, it's super crazy. And she uh, goes to the movie star lounge. She's like, you have a date with your fiancé. Yeah, you date with Yeah, her fiancé is there, but she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He's on one of these revolving circular beds. In the middle of a fucking dance club. With the nurse. With the nurse. She's changed and got there with a different but hair. But the nurse in a, in a disguise. Her name's, her name's like Brunhilde or something like that. She's a Swedish model. Yeah, and at, at first I thought that she's like was on to the fact that this was just the nurse, but no. She references her later. No. As a she different person. totally believed that this person was a completely different person than the nurse. The nurse is And pushing. also the waiter. Uh-huh. And also Queen Cleopatra. The one selling tickets at the cinema. The one selling tickets at the secret cinema. The one, uh, one of the cops. That's right, yeah. <laughs> they had a lot of roles. It reminds me of Hardcore Henry in that way. Like, it's trippy, but yeah. it resolves. Uh, okay, so they're on this weird circular bed, and she's like, do you want some Swedish meatballs? She's always pushing food. There's yeah. a weird food agenda. Yeah. Uh, she's like, no. So the bed slides back behind the dancers. Yeah, this and the husband was like, "This is um, we're going to get married soon. This is our honeymoon. Yeah, and she's like super upset, because uh-huh. they were supposed to be dating. They just broke up, and she was like, Trying to get him back, I guess. She looks to me like uh, like Gina Davis in this makeup. I don't know bit. why. Yeah, a little Our bit. Our protagonist. She looks like 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 punk well, Raggedy she, Ann. She like was, exactly. <laughs> she was very mousy in the beginning, kind yeah. of a bob haircut. Now it's super spiked up in red. She runs out into the street, and this is where the bellhop with that huge camera gets her. Yeah. And, and uh, then you have to realize that there's been people like this following her around this entire time. It, I mean, it's Hollywood, so why wouldn't people carry cameras yeah. around? <laughs> See, she uh, sees Dr. Shrek running into an alley, sort of like goading her, runs into it, sees the do not push button. Yeah, which, and, I mean, I gotta tell you, if, I, if I'm ever in a situation and I see a giant red button in the middle of an alley like that, and it says do not push... I might have a hard time not pushing it. Okay, but if you're at NASA, don't push it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If I'm in a situation where a button like that would make sense, Mm -hmm. I won't push it. But in that situation, (laughs) I would push it. Another movie that kind of follows these lines is The Man Who Knew Too Much. Have you or The Man Who Knew Too Little. Yeah. The Bill Murray one. Yeah. Where he's staying with his brother-in-law. They sign him up for this. It's sort of like LARPing. Mm -hmm. It's live action role-playing. Or like we did the New Mexican Escape Room. Right. Really cool place. It and is. they're all over the country. I'm, we're not plugging them or anything, but we kind of... Well, no, why cool. not? Plug them. Yeah. Plug them. <laughs> Mexico escape room. <laughs> Whatever but your state escape room. This seems like an uh, augmented reality type of game, but Bill Murray gets mixed up with the mob in it, and he's playing a dumb character, so he doesn't realize it, thinks it's all part of it. Yeah. Sort of like Total Recall on our Have You Seen episode. He's, mm-hmm. he's going in for an experience... But she never signed up for this. Nope, she just got chosen arbitrarily. Well, she pushes the button. She did push the button. And this... Like I said, a very tempting button. Talk about a pop-up cinema. Yeah. This thing comes out, flips the wall around. It was cool. Comes up out of the ground. I know. I liked it. If I could build one of these, like, into my house or something. Yeah, that's fucking... That was sweet. It was. Uh, The ticket sales then is the nurse. Yep. Of course. She's reading a fancy magazine, big cat-eye glasses on, totally in disguise again. Mm-hmm. 
and fireworks go off above it. It's but pretty, I want to be it's queer. Sexy. I want to be queer. Every time you see this lady, it's extremely obvious that she's the same lady. Well, to us, that's right. I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like they, like it was intentional. Mm-hmm. They intentionally made like if she wanted to be disguised, they could have made her not look like that. So the nurse at the ticket sales is like, "You can't go until the next showing. Sit in the lobby and wait." So no one's allowed in. No one's allowed in. It's like the size of a fucking bus. It's the tiniest lobby. There's no popcorn being sold. It's a secret. Yeah. I guess you bring your own like wine bottle. Right. Or it's all inside. Oh, this is complimentary. It's bigger on the inside. (laughs) Uh, She's actually following the rules and waiting in the lobby, which is very strange. But then she starts hearing the conversation she had earlier that day where the episode started Breaking up with her boyfriend breaks up with her. Mm -hmm. And it's word for word. She's like, wait, what the fuck? She does try and go in. The nurse is like, don't go in. And she stops and says, no one can. She's like banging on the window. Hey, you can't go in there. That's when they cut the movie and the crowd lets out. Yeah. And she sees. You know, maybe there's a time skip. Yeah. No, it's the crowd lets out. Mm. And she sees her mom like being accosted by people. And yeah, people Uh, are just shaking her hand. Yeah, her boyfriend's boyfriend's there. They're all in the premiere. And she's like banging on the windows trying to get them to notice her. That was strange. Yeah, and this is where she just decides that she must be insane and goes back to see her. Well, you know why? I at first thought it was like a one-way mirror or something. Yeah, they'd still look. But what really tips her off that she's going crazy is in the marquee they put up a new poster. Oh, and it's of her how she looks now, saying "Off to the asylum." Exactly. (laughs) So, who knows? Like these people. Well, these people were intentionally, they're, they're, inten- they're intentionally ruining her life for the sake of making a better movie. She goes to the doctor. They're making her office. boyfriend treat her like shit. Yeah, yeah. They're making her think she's going crazy. <laughs> she goes back to the doctor's office. Drives her to murder. And She actually oh, no, no. thinks she killed this guy. <laughs> she doesn't. She wakes up in the alley, pushes the button again. Yeah. This time it opens the door to a pie factory. Yeah, a guy loading up a pie truck. Who pushed the button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's you, is what he says. Yep. He and was now, at oh, the cinema. Back to whatever, like, her mom was giving her all these hints and stuff. She was like, she was like, her mom was, she was trying to explain to her mom what happened with her boyfriend when they were breaking up. And she's like, mom was like, no, 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 don't tell me. You're going to spoil it. That was a big clue. <laughs> she didn't want to know the ending. Yeah. So, she goes back to the doctor's office after waking up. The nurse is dressed as Cleopatra. For some fucking reason. She's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have an appointment. Your highness. Yeah. Uh, She's discussing conspiracy with her doctor. And he's like, oh, no, it's just a traumatic time for you. You were broken up with. And this is whenever he says you need a dramatic experience. You could confront him. Yeah. Go back to his apartment and... Kill him. Yeah, demand demand that he uh, give up this woman, and he'll refuse, and then I want you to take this gun and shoot him in the heart. And she's down. She got to fucking do it, she man. She's fixed her hair. Probably a wig. She just got a buzz yeah. drop or something. Or um, that other thing was a wig. And, yeah, there's communication between Dick and the doctor. He's like, load up a squib with ink. She'll yeah. be there in a moment. Yeah, get the lighting right, like that nice purple lighting. Because then you can't tell it's blue ink. Yeah. You have... Well, it's black and white anyway. Exactly. Well, she couldn't tell. Right. She had to believe that she killed him. Right. Um, which is kind of like the game, again, the climactic scene. Kind of. A little bit. So she goes 
and he's like, make love to me. I want something to remember no, you he, by. Oh my god, he's such a dick to her. <laughs> like, he's like goading her to try to get him to shoot, try to get her to shoot him. He's like, oh yeah, how'd you like where my new fiance? She's uh, great or beautiful, like, talking about how good she is in bed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> he like, why don't you have, why don't you, oh, you're not still mad. Why don't we make love? I want to remember you. I want something to remember you by. So she just blows him away with this fake gun. <laughs> he dies on the couch. Dramatic music plays and she actually recognizes it. She's like, where's yeah, that music coming like, from? Music. And then immediately the police are there. Oh, no, wait. First, he like gives like a dramatic goodbye. He's like, I love you. Today. There's all that purple I light die. on him, which fades right when he dies. Yeah. And sh- this is another thing where she's like acting like a fucking crazy person mm-hmm. because she's playing off him as if they are in a soap opera. <laughs> She doesn't know that this isn't real. That's, she's just still acting like this. That's why they got her, man. She's got natural talent. Like, when it comes push to shove, she won't question shit. And she can monologue like a motherfucker. <laughs> she just does it. Um, cops bust in. It's the doctor and nurse, of course. Of course, and they just fucking bust down this door like it was made of paper. I bet they could take out the keyboard killer. <laughs> Because that was one strong motherfucker, and they're pretty strong, too. Yeah. So, they call cut. The whole thing falls apart. It unravels. This is a huge... They're in a studio. A huge warehouse. Yeah. Probably built into the back of what looks like an apartment building. Right. So, you think she hasn't left there? Like, they've just been... Like, they have a bunch of different sets that they, like, led her to? (laughs) No. We see a lot of outside shots. But this whole thing could be an on-set lot. Yeah. Like a Truman Show thing, but yeah. like she moves out to Hollywood and she never makes it to Hollywood. She's restricted to this like eight square block set. That's <laughs> trippy. <laughs> we find out her uh, fiance's name was Rick Fury. Yeah, that's pretty Rick badass. Fury. Yeah, uh, she does not sign the contract. Right, he tries to get her to sign a non-disclosure, and the the whole theme of this is like she's been really naive. Like, she doesn't know what's happening. They're all taking advantage of her. Not a lot. But then at the very end, she's like, wait, don't movie stars make a lot of money? <laughs> like, am I st- I'm starring in this. Shouldn't I have some sort of contract? And it's not a non-disclosure. It's the rights for syndication. Yeah. So maybe they were going to put it on TV after it hit the movies. Or maybe this... No, was, it was syndication, because that's how it used to work, like, with those old serial... movie theaters? Yeah, it was... Okay. Like, they've released these movies, like, every week. Uh-huh. Or, like, every month. Like, Flash Gordon kind of was. Oh, okay. Like, back then. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the movies were very serialized, and they were, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> she doesn't sign it. He gets really pissed and calls her an ungrateful cow. You no, know, that's the nurse. And he's like, if you ever walk off set, you'll never work in this town again. Yeah, and then she... She leaves. We get another title card. We get one of these weird black and white title cards that says several weeks later. Mm-hmm. And she's on all the papers in this restaurant. Everyone's laughing these their asses off. jerks are just balling it up. Oh my god. I hate yuck, this Yuck, yuck, yucking it up. Everyone's got their own copy. They're all pointing towards the camera. Yeah, and everyone... they're all they're all laughing. They're all like convulsing. Like, like it's like they all got hit by like the Joker gas. Yeah. There's it's so one. fucking forced. There's like, got to be one guy who's like, laughing. who cares? It's not that <laughs> yuck, funny. Yuck, 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 it's yuck, the yuck. joke that killed the world. <laughs> Monty Python. Yeah. Uh, so then we see the doctor and the nurse leaving his office, his building. Yeah. And he slips on a banana peel. 
okay. steps right on it. And you know, I've only seen this in movies, but I have to admit, the other day I came in my gate over there, yeah. where it's kind of steep, mm-hmm. and someone had dropped a banana peel. You slipped on a banana peel? Because our dumpster's right outside <laughs> the gate. <laughs> And I stepped on it, and it was slippery. <laughs> I stepped on the peel side, so the fruit side was down. You know, I it's gotta fall. have some basis for reality, right? <laughs> and you gotta think, when times were simpler, we had bananas. Yeah. And it worked. Like, I didn't fall down, but it definitely caught my foot and slid a foot or two. And I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Is somebody filming me? <laughs> Uh, so and that's when he saw me with like a giant fourteen millimeter camera going <laughs> shit in the corner, in the corner. <laughs> that's just our YouTube channel is filming each other back and forth until we get caught. Oh, that would be pretty brilliant. Maybe we should try that. Copyright. No. Uh, so they get in the car, which is this old timey, pretty creepy. He's like, yeah. That's <laughs> just recording each other until we get caught. I'm in the window, and you're like, I got you, motherfucker. And I'm like, damn. Six good months down the drain. (laughs) (laughs) But they get in a car, convertible, it shatters to pieces, just like the desk and everything in the beginning. So you're kind of like, oh, oh. And this uh, garbage truck driver backs up. He's like, hey, I lost a banana. Yeah, it's the the garbage driver. The garbage truck driver is the same guy that was loading up the pie truck. Yeah. And was going to throw a Why are all menial servicemen New York? We're know. obviously in Hollywood. I don't know. Is man. that. That's pretty stereotypical. Yeah, it is. Those New Yorkers, they like the tough jobs yeah. with the garbage in the pies. <laughs> Any kind of manual labor. Trash gets dumped on him. Yeah. He opens up the back. It's all paper shreddings. I thought it was yeah. going to be banana peels. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of anti-climactic. Eh, you gotta keep it clean. For a trash heap, I was, uh, man, they should have been like spaghetti. Manure. <laughs> uh, Jane rides by like a fucking model in a parade. She's sitting on the side of a big red like Rolls Royce. Do you want to hear the one of the weirdest things I've ever done for church? Group? Oh, oh, yeah. I was in a youth church group, like... Do you want to be telling me this or your therapist? Yeah, drawing <laughs> in high school. And uh, so we used to have all sorts of like Let's get different... two, ang- two angles in here. All right, go. Never mind. What? Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we would have these different like events and like the weirdest one we ever had was a garbage fight. Oh. And I mean, literally, it, was, it would be all of us get together and we would fight each other. Yeah? With garbage. Like, you just pull it out of the trash? Yeah, like, people would bring their own garbage, and we'd, like, sling it at each other. That was what we did as a, as a church group. Wow, that, that's... It was like, we were, like, 14 years old. That's so sad. Yeah. I got dumped with a pot of old rotten, like, old spaghetti sauce. Oh! <laughs> yeah. What? Why is this fun? Uh, it wasn't! <laughs> were the other people... Did you go to a McBoyle church? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And that... I, I say it was a fight, but really it was more just them getting around me in a circle. <laughs> they took turns doing it. <laughs> Somebody tricked me. <laughs> hey, let's get this kid Justin to come to our youth group and pelt him with trash. We'll tell him it's a thing. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember when I was in that cultish kind of world, we did uh, some pretty strange things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's in the back of a Rolls Royce looking like a model. The director dude's there wearing all white. Mm-hmm. 
kind of KFC looking. Yeah. Smoking a cigar Smoking again. A cigar. He lights the cigar with a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, and she's dressed in white with fur and diamonds. Oh, she looks like an old, old-timey movie star. And she's like, hey. She's like, we're getting married. Me and this gross old guy, we're getting hitched. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to star in all of his movies now. And you guys Look can at my fur. suck it. Yeah. <laughs> she throws pies in their face. Yep. She brought those. She just... brought pies just to throw in their face. And that was probably put in theaters. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, yeah, because they were all framed into a shot. Like, mm-hmm. she was like, cut. I'm ready for my close-up. Oh, that was and a then we hard finally, line to watch. That was awkward. And then we finally see how the audience has been seeing it the whole time, mm-hmm. and that it's black and white. And the camera and pans up, and everybody's and just uproarious. That's whenever me and you both realize, like, holy shit, this is a period piece. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't like this was happening in the 80s. And everybody in the theaters just cheering their fucking balls off. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get a standing ovation. At least they didn't go that. You know, they may have already been standing. We didn't see them rise. They were standing for the last 20 minutes of this piece of shit. You know, this was a good episode because it kept us guessing. Yeah. Like I said, I thought it was more like Truman Show. I thought it was more like the game. Let us know what you thought it was. Or the man who knew too little. And then there's that really crappy one, like Ted TV. Yeah. If if that's not the one, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) But I don't care. (laughs) So, what's next week's episode? Uh, next week's episode is Hell to Pay. <gasps> this was actually adopted into a Simpsons uh, Halloween horror episode. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't say this a lot or enough, but, you know, you always hear Simpsons did it first. Yeah. Nope. Amazing, Amazing Stories. Stories did it. Did it first, and The Simpsons has uh, kind of mirrored a lot of the jokes <laughs> we've seen in here. <laughs> yeah. I haven't brought it up too much, but yeah, Amazing Stories did it first can be the new tagline. <laughs> and Amazeballs did it first with Amazing Stories. Hashtag Amazing Stories did it first. Hashtag forever. Hashtag a um, hundred years. <laughs> Amazeballs forever. Forever and ever. A hundred episodes. At least 42 episodes in the two seasons. And Danny DeVito's in one coming up, so stick around. Uh, yeah. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.